Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. So the Democrats are trying to play a very dirty game, which sends a, a very dangerous signal that, to me, we're in a civil war. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, please, Tim, we're not in a civil war. Sure, I don't care. Call it whatever you want. But listen, when they're filing lawsuits to bar Madison Cawthorn from running for re-election, he won. He's popular. People say, I'd like this man to represent me. So then the Democrats come out and say, call him an insurrectionist, sue him so he can't be in politics anymore. We are no longer in a representative constitutional republic. We are in political lawfare between two different factions who don't care. I got to be honest, the the Democratic establishment doesn't care what's true. They lie all day, every day. They lie, they cheat, they steal, they smear. We get it. They're using law enforcement to their advantage. And now they are using the weight of the judicial system to try and bar populist Republicans from running for office. Yo, I think we're in a civil war right now. Aside from the Madison Cawthorn thing, we have this other story from Politico. January 6th, Select Committee subpoenas phone records of Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward. They're saying that, look look at this, that she, where is the stupid bullshit? That she filed uh, fraudulent documents claiming that uh, she won. I don't even know where it is. The the Daily Beast select uh, pulled the select. They're claiming that these people signed fraudulent elector slates and that they should be charged as insurrectionists for doing so. I just want to point out. I don't know if I want to if I want to go through this and, and and figure out. Let me see if I can just search for elector. There we go. Oh, it's right in the beginning. They say that uh, um, uh, they they both signed documents falsely claiming to be among their state's presidential electors in 2020. This is the narrative being pushed by the left to claim that they were pushing forged documents to steal an election. Except in 1960, we have this a Wikipedia page where uh, where's the stupid Hawaii portion? You know what? Why did this all jump on me? Maybe change sides. Here we go. In the the 1960 presidential election, Hawaii certified the Republican electors, but Democrats went and certified their own electors without the state, without winning the election. There was a court case and ultimately Richard Nixon said, "Ah, I'm going to go with the Democrats, even though it means I lose. This is historical precedent For, for the Democrats to come out now and claim that because they filed elector certificates and submitted them, they submitted forged documents just goes to show shit's shit's getting fucking crazy. That's the easiest way to put it. I, I, I think we are at the front gates of civil war. And sure, you can argue it's like there's no hot conflict. There is. I mean, you know, Aaron Danielson was shot twice in the chest by a Black Lives Matter supporter. There is hot conflict. Yeah. But but when once the violence, we, we've seen the political conflict on the ground. Now it's reached the highest levels of politics and government and law enforcement, the FBI, for instance, January 6th, all of that stuff. Once the once this stops working is when things get violent. And that's scary. They are trying to stop the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the the Lauren Boberts, the Madison Cawthorns from being able to be elected officials through bullshit. And what happens if they win? What happens if they lose? They're not going to de-escalate. So I don't know, Julia. We we talked a lot about what was going on with January 6th and the weight of the federal government going after uh, you know regular people. 
What do you think this all this all heads to? I mean, the uh, just the, the January 6th committee is subpoenaing people's private records and they're expanding their reach. It is it is abusive. What is it like? What, is, what do they say? A hundred thousand dollars to respond to this? Is it 100? It's a hundred? At least, yeah, a hundred grand to respond to subpoenas. Yo, we're we're in pre-Soviet era Russia. I mean, it's coming. Well, it absolutely is. And these electoral, these phony electoral slates, they were like mailed to the National Archives in Congress, just like randomly mailed. I don't think that they were any official documents. It's not like, you know, they got together and actually had their own convention and tried to supersede the actual electors from their state. So I'm not really sure where this is targeting. Again, it's just a fake story. But, you know, these subpoenas, I have to say... The big tech companies, the cell providers, they are playing right along with DOJ and with this committee, um, tracking down people's private information, confirming their email addresses, their social media accounts. It's really terrifying how the government is working hand in hand with big tech to collect this, to produce this evidence. And Alex Jones pointed out they had a lot of his private information, his texts. Mm, so yeah. people- They do. And these big tech companies aren't even fighting these subpoenas. I mean, they have you heard of one battle where, you know, Google or AT&T or Verizon is challenging a subpoena? They're Hell not, no. They're yeah. handing right over. And I read it in every criminal indictment for criminal charging uh, document for January 6th defendants, misdemeanors. They're like, we subpoenaed AT&T, Verizon. We subpoenaed Facebook, Instagram, Snap to confirm this person was identified. And, and then they match it up with their driver's license. I mean, it is a huge production waste of resources. What happened to Ray Epps? Where is he? I think he's still in Arizona. And he's just he's just not. He's just doing his catering business or something. It's really crazy what's happening in this country, and I think it, people aren't going to go quietly. I'm really worried about what's going to happen this year. To be completely honest, the Ray Epps thing is a huge punch in the face to people who are paying attention. That right. the narrative is a lie. That it was uh, who is who's, who? I, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, when he was like. He just said go into the Capitol, but he didn't actually do it. It's like Trump didn't even say anything like that. But wait, let's back up too. And then Adam Kinzinger lied. Remember, um, this was after the Senate Judiciary Committee when Ted Cruz confronted um, the DOJ and FBI officials, wanted to know who Ray Epps was. So that night, the January 6th committee came out. They tweeted out a statement. Adam Kinzinger said, we talked to Ray Epps. He is not a lot. He's not an uh, informant for law enforcement, doesn't represent law enforcement, never did, et cetera, wow. et cetera. Then they had to come out, what, two weeks ago and say, oh, we're going to do a formal sit down with Ray Epps because everyone was saying, okay, well, let's see the transcript then, release the – well, they didn't. They had an informal interview with him. Now they're saying they're going to have a sworn uh, testimony from him. Um, but look, more importantly than that, the same – Hearing, you had the FBI um, counterintelligent counterterrorism chief Jill Sanborn. She was asked twice by Ted Cruz, uh, "How many FBI agents or informants either incited or were involved in violent behavior on January 6th? Twice she refused to answer the question. Yep. Ray Epps is the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is the symbol because people can kind of grasp, like, okay, well, why is this guy? Why is he not charged? Why is the media white-knighting white him? You know, everybody, the Mimas are insurrectionists, but all of a sudden they're yeah. like, well, Ray Upps, you know, he was... But he the guy was who just called out. for it. The guy who was like right. literally <laughs> whispering in the ear of the first person who broke through the barrier before they did, did, or the barrier that was broken through rather let's, than the one that was removed Ryan by police. Samsel. That's exactly right. Let's, let's give people some context. So the, it is a lot of speculation about this Ray Epps guy 
and potential FBI involvement. But there is a lot we know about the Whitmer plot and the right. FBI's involvement. So can you break the story down for us? This story is crazy. I'm going to try to go through it as quickly as possible. So um, the FBI infiltrated these militia groups, as I said. Militia groups, what I think of them, are a lot of FBI constructs anyway. They had some random guys on Facebook talking about the anti-lockdown rallies in Michigan. FBI infiltrated it, ran informants into it, hosted and paid for national militia conferences, if you can believe that anyone would go to it. But they lured these suspects and other suspects into these um, conferences. They paid for and organized all the optics, the surveillance trips, um, the training camps. So they had the FBI uh, had all of the suspects who were like aiming their rifles and they're pretending they're going to go after Gretchen Whitmer's uh, vacation cottage. Anyway, it turns out they announced the arrests of these men in October of 2020 as early voting is underway in Michigan. Uh, arrest te- six men for federal crimes, another eight men for state charges. Anyway, it turns out there is many FBI a- uh, informants or agents involved in this plot is there are defendants. Okay, fine. You say, that's great. The top three FBI, agent, F- FBI agents have been removed from the case. The top FBI agent was fired by the FBI after he assaulted his wife in a drunken rage after a swingers party. Oh he was actually fired by the FBI, which is almost impossible to do, yes. right? So he signed the criminal complaint. He's off the case. The other two top FBI agents also have been removed from the witness list. One of their top informants who organized all these surveillance trips, lured people to the militia conference, paid for everything, the, the drive, the cars, the hotels, everything else. Um, they're now accusing him of being a double agent. They might actually charge their own informant, who Whoa. was a criminal, who was a convicted felon, by the way, who committed two other crimes during the Whitmer caper. They might charge him as a co-defendant along with the federal defendants, which would remove him from the defense witness list because the defense has put together what I think a very compelling case of FBI entrapment. Mm. So that he can plead the fifth. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say it. Wow. So that they can't. So the de- stand, yeah. No, this is mind-blowing shit. You could not make this up, mm. okay? So the defense counsel has put together this entrapment case. They actually asked the judge to compel the government, this DOJ, to offer immunity to their own FBI agents so the defense could call them as witnesses, and they would get some sort of protected immunity for their testimony. I mean, this is crazy stuff. So the trial's supposed to start on March 8th. Here's the tie to January 6th, just just one. The head of the Detroit FBI uh, field office, Stephen D'Antuono, and I'm going to credit Darren Beatty because he's the one that found this. The arrests were announced October 8th. 2020. A week later, Stephen D'Antuono is moved from the Detroit FBI field office to where? D.C. FBI field office. Mm. A huge promotion. The same FBI office that's basically in charge of all the prosecution's investigations for January 6th, but also would have been in charge of any informants or agents who are involved in the events of January 6th. There's so many similarities, um, but this case is falling apart. And who knows what's going to happen now if they charge their own informant as a double agent and make him a co-defendant. 
then the defense can't call him. Yo, this is really scary shit, all of this stuff happening. Yes, it is. There's a there's a war against regular people in this country. Yep. The machine is trying to seize power. Ian w- was was mentioning this a bit on the main show about how, you know, first they try to bribe you, then they then they go for an assassination, then they go for, you know, uh, a full-scale invasion. And so relating that to to what we're seeing, it's like they tried the propaganda and the propaganda has failed. And now they're going full fucking boot on the neck. Let yep. me ask you a question. Have you heard all of this information about the Whitmer? Anyone? A little bit. The, the, the plea, the fifth thing, I, I, I may have heard something about it, but not like I didn't. But it's being yeah. completely memory hold. The oh, media yeah. is not picking oh, up. Yeah. They haven't written one thing about it. Never, right. never, ever, ever. I, I believe it was actually one of your former guests, Tim, who was talking about this. He basically said that one of the theories for why certain actors on January 6th who were suspected by the public of being feds are being charged with sedition is so that they can't be forced to testify yep. in the other hearings. Like Stuart Rhodes? Yes. Mm. The Oath Keeper's guy. Do you think he's a fed? I think he's associated with some group. Now, there's also the feds, but there's also political actors, right? Yeah. So think of Christopher Steele. We were told he was an ex-British uh, intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. Not only was he an FBI informant, he was also obviously paid by DNC and Clintons and also a Russian lobbyist for Oleg Deripaska. So he straddled all as of these swampy worlds. As a person can be. So yeah. there are yeah. a lot of political actors in here, too, that may kind of straddle that world. Maybe they were informants. Maybe they were in the military. Maybe they were something. And then they were snatched up by who knows? Look at all the money on the left. They could work for any number of organizations. So Stuart Rhodes, no. Do I think the Stuart Rhodes story is legit? No. What's I mean, the he's, story? Um, well, finally, after a year and after a lot of people raised the point, why is Stuart Rhodes, who was person one in the Oath Keepers conspiracy case, why do you have 20 some odd people who have been charged? Yep. But person one has not been charged over a year later. I mean, there are Oath Keepers who have been in jail now for a year mm. awaiting trial. But person one in every single indictment isn't so finally... They indict Stuart Rhodes on seditious conspiracy. They add 10 other Oath Keepers who've already been charged. Um, he was, uh, he has, he is under pretrial detention right now. He's going to be transported from Texas to the DC gulag. Um, but there's still something super sketchy about that whole case, his involvement and why for over Absolutely. a year. Exactly. If he led, and then they, he hasn't filed a tax return since 2007. How Whoa. do you get away with that? Uh, there's he makes just... no money? If you, if you make under a certain amount, you don't got to file a tax return. Well, yeah. yeah. But Okay, well, it's still... Weird. Extremely bizarre. Sucks. And yep. it's also extremely strange that they would wait a full year to go after him. It was, again, your former Not guest who mentioned this. Well, the thing about them gathering evidence doesn't really hold water because if they this person... Because no, first no, no, of no. all, this person's a flight risk, they right? Need, they needed the story in an election year. Okay, the, fair, yep. fair enough. But I guess my point is this person was not arrested and charged on the basis of whether they really committed a crime, but on the basis of what was politically expedient. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I think for sure they would have tapped Stuart Rhodes, if the deep state was looking for somebody to get to get, I mean, unless he had to be oath keepers. Unless that's he's what, in with. Oh, that's them. what I mean when exactly. I say they tapped him. Is they're like, exactly. hey, you're working with us now. If you that's disagree, a, then some bad shit's going to come well, your way. It's what they do is they start the organization. That's right. They start the militia and then try and attract yeah. anybody. This is the been the mo for the FBI for decades. Wow. Forever, so man. the oath keepers. Forever. Maybe remember, is remember, a, remember that sure. guy in the nineties. Who claimed that, that they were trying to get him to blow up the World Trade Center? Mm-hmm. What was his name? Soleil, Soleil, or something like that. Oh, Can yeah. you look it up? 
So there was this dude. I haven't read the story in a long time, so you know, probably fact check me. But he's like, they wanted me to get a, a van and like put bombs in it and then bring it to the World Trade Center. But he got scared and he backed away. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Are you crazy? And then he came out and was like, they told me to do it. What the fuck? They said they were trying to catch somebody. I don't even know how to search for that. What would I? World Trade Center bombing, Salam Soleil or something like that. Salam Soleil. That's something like that. I mean, it's it's so bizarre and it's so terrifying. And with this deep set activity, I mentioned this sort of being red pilled more recently. I, I think, and right. recently, I mean, you know, past five or six years Same. after Trump came to office and mm-hmm. really coming to recognize the kind of behavior that the deep state is willing to engage in, but also. It's no surprise when you actually pay attention to what they do in other countries. It's completely within the the realm of normality and the status quo for our government to create or fund groups that they later go on to fight themselves. I don't know why we would assume they're above doing that on their own soil. They do it everywhere else. Well, here's one point about that related to January 6th, too. So you had all these proud boys, right, we were told. Mm-hmm. And we know that there were informants run into exactly. that. The New York exactly. Times has uh, confirmed mm-hmm. it. You see all these guys in neon hats who are with the Proud Boys during the first breach. Now, remember, you have Ray Epps, who whispers in the ear of Ryan Samsel, as you said. Ryan Samsel is the first guy who breaches kind of these light bike wrecks or whatever. Who is behind them? All these Proud Boys, including these guys in neon caps. I mean, there's dozens of them. There are only about 20 men who have been charged related to the Proud Boys. Not 100. It's not 150. You've got like 20. You've got total 50 militia people tied to alleged militia groups who are who have been charged related to January 6th. But if you look, you saw a huge group of Proud Boys. Well, where are the rest of them? Yeah, the whole thing's a farce. And it's it's also important to note here, we're talking about the people in these militias, quote-unquote, that were either infiltrated by the feds or started by the feds and how some of them are going down with some more serious charges. And obviously the idea there is not only to malign the right and not only to make it easier to go to war with the American people and suppress political dissent, but also to disincentivize your average person who might be inclined to be more involved in politics right. to join one of these organizations because you might end up in some kind of trouble. Of course, to a lesser extent, they're also going after what are sometimes called the MAGA tourists, the people who had the doors open for them walk through. They, they're generally getting very, very light charges for the crime. But nonetheless, that makes your average person go, you know, I'm not going to go to any protest or rally because if something pops off, it could end up destroying my life, my reputation, and I could get charges. Ian found the name. I got the story from the Baltimore Sun. Informer claims FBI called off plan to foil Trade Center bombing in New York. The informer was to have helped the plotters build the bomb and supply the fake powder, Mm -hmm. but the plan was called off by an FBI supervisor who had other ideas about how the informer, Imad A. Salam should be used, the informer said. So basically, the story is the FBI was like, hey, we want you to catch these guys, so we're, we're going to have you help them build a bomb, mm-hmm. but the powder will be fake. Then calls it off. So the terrorists get real powder and fucking had a bomb go off in the World Trade Center in 93. Fucking what? nuts, dude. Wow. What yeah. the fuck? Why yeah, the explosion left six people dead, more than yeah. a thousand so injured. So th- this is confirmed. The 1993 bombing at the World Trade Center actually happened because the FBI look, failed to look from the Baltimore Sun, baby. Law enforcement officials were told the terrorists were building a bomb that was eventually used to blow up the World Trade Center and planned to thwart them by secretly substituting harmless powder for the explosives. An informer said after the blast, the informer was to have helped the plotters build the bomb mm-hmm. and supply the fake powder. But the plan was called off by an FBI supervisor with other ideas. 
The account which is given in the transcript of hundreds oh, of hours goodness. of tape recordings Mr. Solem secretly made of his talks with law enforcement agents portrays the authorities as in a far better position than previously known to foil the bombing in New York City's tallest towers. Wow. A 43-year-old Egyptian army officer was used by the government to penetrate a circle of Muslim extremists now charged in two bombing cases. He's a crucial witness in the second bombing case. After the bombing, he resumed his work, et cetera, wow. et cetera. Yo, man, they, they, they could have shut it down. They didn't. They knew they were building bombs. This guy was supposed to help so, them build the bomb. I mean, this is just, wow. So it, so it's confirmed and it's been public knowledge that the Baltimore FBI. Baltimore dude. Yeah, yeah. And this is also, this is published in 1993. Yep. 1993, the Baltimore Sun, news guard certified, so 92.5 it, it, So it has basically always been public knowledge that oh, the sorry. 1993 World Trade Center I'm, attacks. I'm, I'm sorry. It's by the New York Times. Oh, never mind. I don't believe oh, it. Picked up by the Baltimore <laughs> Sun. Yeah, but I, so, so I mean, this this is mind blowing to me. I I never heard anything about this. Now, granted, this happened long before I was born. It's not an event people usually reference. It's very much been overshadowed by the 2001 World Trade Center attacks. But the fact that it is literally just public knowledge and was published yep. that the FBI was involved in the terror attacks well, at the World Trade Center 93 is and 2000. Well, no, not 2001. a little bit There's shocking no, to no me, FBI right? Is. I mean, it, it's not it's it's not shocking to me that they would do something like that. It's shocking to me that it's just been out in the open like this. I know. Oh, dude, the false flags are so nuts. I, I don't know if Pearl Harbor was if they just let it happen to get into war, but that's fucking that, Gulf of Tonkin. Gulf of Tonkin was bullshit. Right. The Pearl Harbor thing is crazy because I think um, there's a lot of conspiracies that they instigated it and knew and were planning like they knew they wanted it to happen. I think it's possible that uh, uh, word reached the highest level that the Japanese fleet was en route and they were just like, stand down. You know what I mean? Because they were like, we need an entr- entrance to the war. But I, I got to be honest. I though, don't know about that one because we needed that fleet to fight the war. And I know people and, say and the aircraft carriers were not there, but that's a very yeah, hindsight is 2020 thing because no war had ever been fought with aircraft carriers like that before. And, and also, it's just the U.S. was selling weapons to, yeah, you know, yeah. the, ja- the, the Japanese thought they had an opportunity to strike when the U.S. wasn't paying exactly. attention because they thought the U.S. was going to enter the war anyway. So the U.S. Look, if you tell me that a bunch of government bureaucrats weren't paying attention and thought they were invincible and we got hit, that sounds a bit more reasonable. Hard for the course. Yeah. I, I, when I start to tread on, like, did they? Are they involved? I get fucking nine eleven, dude. I, first of all, when people talk about tragedies as a date, like, hey, remember January sixth? Remember nine eleven? Something's right. wrong if right. you're using the date to rile up memories of what happened. The like, story of nine eleven that we've been given is. Obviously not true. Yeah, you can't. Now, now what Yeah, they really? found the passport on well, top no, no, of no, no, the no, no, rubble no, no, and all that. that no, hold on, hold on. Don't jump the gun. It's a great story. It's obviously not true, but we don't know what happened, and conspiracy no, theorists saying. have gone nuts with it. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you, but I, I guess my point is I'm not saying that it was an inside job. I have no idea what happened there, but the fact that there were things like the uh, the passport of one of the hijackers on being the perfectly intact on top of the rubble is just ridiculous. Here's it's the, ridiculous, here, here's but the, that's the official the, story. The problem I have with the 9-11 truthers is that they think they know. Exactly. It's like they're asserting exactly. it was an inside job. I'm like, dude, 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 look. No, First of all, you, who did it? We can take their word for it or not. The fact is the government keeps secrets. Exactly. They're not going to reveal to the public how one of the greatest security failures in this country happened on their watch. Amen. So they come out and they say it was the terrorists. Here's the proof. In reality, it could have been the terrorists. Absolutely. But they bypassed our security in an extreme way. I don't think the United States is going to be like, here's how they did it. Well, yeah. you saw what yeah. the cops did at the at the January 6th. Let the people walk in. I yep. mean, I can't put it past law enforcement. Be like, here's the keys. Here's the door. I'm not involved. But if you blow it up, so be it. I think there's a lot of bullshit. World Trade Center 7, obviously. 
Uh, World Trade Center seven, one and two. I mean, fucking. You know, look, two buildings. buildings this, this seven one. So, so here's the thing. I say uh, this with absolutely no background of structural in structural engineering or anything like that. But I don't know if it's so unthinkable that two gigantic skyscrapers collapsing next to a building which is on fire might cause it to collapse. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. I mean, World Trade Center yeah. seven falling down because of fires. Well, yeah. So World Trade Center seven was on fire, and I think they say the sprinklers weakened the structural integrity, and then the two buildings collapsing next to it was like a seismic effect wow. that resulted in it collapsing. The worst time in history. That buildings collapse, a building collapsed due to a fire. Isn't that crazy? Well, I, I think there's also the seismic activity of the two gigantic skyscrapers next to but it. But only just World Trade Center 7? Do you know where, where World Trade Center 7 is compared yeah, it is, to? Yeah, no, 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 it's true. That's there's a lot right of other buildings. Look, World Trade Center 7 is, is a hole in whatever it is they're talking about. They say the gas tanks were exploding and a fire happened and it's just like, and then 5 p.m. the building just fell down. Whatever, man. I don't know. I, I think it's fair to say the conspiracy theorists have made up a whole bunch of crazy ass bullshit, yeah. like microthermite, nanotech. Oh, nanothermite. Yeah. I'm like, they, dude, dude, they examined dude, the dust and found nanothermite, which is a military grade Who incendiary. Found Who found it? Architects and engineers He's like, for 9/11 he's like truth. my buddy. You want that's, my point. that's my point. Well, I defer to these architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth, which is a committee I, I'll of like 1,600 architects tell you guys. and engineers you want across the, truth? the globe. You want to know the truth? Throw all that nine eleven inside. Want to throw all that nine eleven inside job bullshit out the window? I can tell you why World Trade Center one and two collapsed for the first time in history. Buildings collapsed due to a fire. First Obviously. of all, the planes crashed into it, weakened the structure. Yeah. That we understand. The jet fuel was burning. It doesn't need to melt the steel beams. It weakens, just weakens them. them, and then they start falling down. But let me just make it very, very simple for you. What's more plausible? That elements of the U.S. government conspired for in a grand plot to hijack several planes, planes hitting the Pentagon, the White House, Trade Center 7, 1 and 2. Or in the 1970s, when they were building these these skyscrapers, the Port Authority said, who's going to build our buildings? And one guy said, I'll do it for X million dollars. The other guy said, I'll do it for even less than that. Yeah. And then they went, the price goes to the lowest bidder. Yep. And then they said, yo, John. We can't build these buildings for a hundred million dollars. The center support columns that support it in the event of a plane crash or a fire are going to cost ten million alone. And he goes, "Yo, a plane's never going to hit these fucking buildings. Cut that out. We can do the project." That makes infinitely more sense than yeah. government inside job. Yeah, cutting corners and trying to save money to pay. You know, you know. There's a famous quote. I think it's from Buzz Aldrin. They said, "What was going through your mind as the rocket was taking off?" And he said that the shot that the rocket had been built by the lowest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this: for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to five percent to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get two hundred and fifty dollars when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com/easy. Ramp.com/easy. R-A-M-P.com/easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. 
<laughs> so, 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 do you guys think uh, this is something that I was talking to somebody about earlier this week? I think it was we're talking about nine eleven because I am not a truther. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, um, me neither. Based on what we just read about the 1993 bombing in the World Trade Center, is it possible that the government just kind of stepped back and let this happen? Do you guys think that's a possibility? You think on nine eleven? Yeah, the whole nine eleven. Well, Dick Cheney thing. stood down the Air Force, which was kind of strange. I think it's possible. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, no? A lot of a lot of uh, uh, hijackings in the past, they were like, let it do its thing. The hijackers are probably going to take the plane to Haiti or Africa, and then everyone, we like you. What are you going to do? Shoot it down full of people? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, I, look, you can be trusting of the government. You can be hyper untrusting of the government. I don't know. What I can say is, it's not unreasonable to be like, do not scramble the air force for hijacked jets because you'll just get people killed. And the assumption is often with hijacked planes, they're trying to fly somewhere they're not supposed to fly to, to, to get somewhere. And then you want to keep these people alive with, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to be trusting of the government. And I think they're lying about a whole lot. But I think if I had to flip, a, if I'm trying to like figure out what really happened, I can say, I don't trust the government, but isn't it just more simple that something really fucked up did happen? Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to tell us because they don't want to expose how our security had been bypassed. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it's true. It, I completely agree with you there. I think people can go too far in another direction when they first wake up and they see that the government is lying to them about things and that there are activities that the deep state engages in, which are clearly destructive and they have no problem getting people hurt. You might no. assume that they're like under every single rock. And then you end up with this sort of paranoid thinking where you're on the other end of the spectrum. It's funny. You have people who are very naive and trust in the government and see it as like a godlike force. But then on the other end, people become so cynical that they see the government as a kind of evil god, which is capable of pulling anything off. And as soon as something goes wrong, it must have been them. Yeah. I found uh, Niels. What's his name? Niels Herrett is the scientist. He's I think he's a Dutch guy that has been studying the nanothermite. They did a NIST. How did he, how did he get the uh, materials? They did the, they had a, the official thing, National Institute of Science Technology, NIST was the name of the company that did the official investigation. They were like, hey, nothing happened. It was, it was exactly what we thought it was. Did we lose some? I don't know. Someone's yelling or something. Oh. Uh, um, and then they did a second investigation. I'd have to get more information of the names of the investigation and stuff, but it was a big global project to investigate the rubble and do like a real investigation because the government like dropped the ball with, with NIST. I don't know. I think a lot of people made crazy assertions about it. I think there's a lot of bullshit surrounding it. Right. I think people are, they're like, did you know that Larry Silverstein took out an insurance policy specifically covering acts of terrorism only a few weeks before 9-11? And I was like, why the fuck wouldn't he? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, dude, if you buy a bunch of big buildings, you insure them for ter- for terror attacks, especially when they've been been attacked before. That's not evidence, man. Right. I thought George Bush had no idea about any of it when I he saw was, his reaction like, right today. there and just like, what the fuck's going like, on? What yeah. the fuck? That sounds right. I just, I just, but that the man, mean anything, right? the man in the yellow possible. hat. The, 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 <laughs> the point is, you know, wrapping everything together, it's that we know the FBI is involved in such bullshit that people don't trust the government, man. They don't. They overtly cause false flags on their own population oh, yeah, to get them right. into war. Right. It's crazy. Well, well, well. Gulf of Tonkin have yeah. overtly. Right. I shouldn't say that they always. That they do well, it, and and, and Operation Northwoods. You're familiar with Northwoods. Right? Oh boy, yeah. You're Love this one. No. So this was uh, what was it? L. Joint L. Chiefs Lemeter. of Staff. Joint Chiefs of Staff to JFK proposed blowing up planes and blaming the Cubans. He proposed staging mock invasions of of Florida with people dressed as Cubans to to warrant an invasion of Cuba. Yeah, he and wanted JFK Cubans. was like, "Fuck no!" Yeah, he, he they actually wanted uh, Cubans, or they wanted to have Cuban actors, basically, um, or 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 maybe it would have been 
Cuban militias that they gave money to, but they basically wanted them to attack American military bases. Yeah, and this is this is overtly historical yeah, this record. Yeah, this is like know. Wikipedia stuff. It's uh, Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated in the U.S. Department of Defense in 1962. The pro- proposal called mm-hmm. for the CIA operatives to stage and actually commit acts of terror against American military and civilian targets, blaming them on the Cuban government, using it to justify war with Cuba. JFK was like, fuck off. We're, we're with not that doing shit. that. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then Linda B. Johnson was like, fucking kill him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about all that. I, I wonder if Linda well, was involved. I, so, I can't, I don't think he was. Here's the thing. I have no idea about the JFK assassination other than it is the case that the official report has been disbelieved by like, at some points when it's been surveyed, something like 80% of the population. Mm. I'm not as familiar with the JFK assassination story as I am some of these other uh, theories and ideas. I haven't followed it very closely, but there are just from some of the details, like the, the magic bullet theory and also the fact that Oswald wasn't taking credit for it and was even saying that he was set up. And then it uh, Jack Ruby on. killed him before he could go to trial. Exactly. Now, what did, uh, what did John Wilkes Booth do after killing Lincoln? He was a diva about it. He did it in a theater. He yelled out to everybody about how uh, Lincoln was a tyrant. I mean, if you're yeah. going to kill the president of the United States... You're doing it for political reasons, and you're going to make your your desires known. Mm. It, the whole thing is really, really I weird. I think it's kind of funny, like when you think about John Wilkes Booth. He's like, these states want to own people, so he called Lincoln the tyrant and killed him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, he's like, no, yeah, literally stopped you from owning people. Exactly, I think you guys are fucked up. No, yes, I mean, look, um, definitely not pro John Wilkes Booth here, <laughs> but. It's, you see that when someone's gonna, but when someone's gonna assassinate a sitting president of the United States, they have a manifesto, they have demands, they have have a rationale, they don't go, I was set up. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's weird. Have you watched the movie Shooter? Is that where the guy's in the phone booth? Mark, Mark Wahlberg is a retired sniper, one of the best in the world. They come to him and they say that, uh, someone is gonna try to assassinate this world leader. We need your expertise to spot him before he can do it. So they bring him to a building overlooking the speech and they say, all right, you know, tell us what you think. And he's got binoculars and he's like, it's definitely be coming from that direction. That's the way with the wind. You want to do it. Then he turns around and some fat cop just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the gut. And then he falls out the window and then they tell the media, the local cop is a hero who stopped the you know assassination or whatever. Like, watch the movie. It's whoa. Yeah. And then he like tracks down the conspiracy and all that shit. I don't know if the Kennedy um, documentary I just saw was the. Uh, what's the what's the dude's name that did Platoon? No uh, Stone. Uh, Stone. Oliver Stone. I don't know if it was Oliver's new documentary. I know he oh. just did a new one too. Okay. Oh yeah, he did the doc- he did the JFK one in the nineties. Right? I just saw one. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. with Kevin Costner. I just saw like three, two months, a month ago, a month and a half ago, a JFK documentary. It was really eye opening. Was it? Was it? Was it, it. it was a movie. I gotta check right? it out. No, what I saw no, was a documentary the, the, in the nineties. He, he did a movie, movie with um, Kevin well, Costner. This, well, I'll check it out. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of joked about it. I have, again, I have no idea about the JFK assassination, but I, you know, I don't trust the government. The, the line I have is like, you know, if, if Biden's such a devout Catholic, why hasn't the CIA killed him yet? Like, <laughs> yeah, when you see. Because JFK was the first. No, exactly. Yeah, well, to be fair, I don't know that you'd call JFK devout, though some say he <laughs> did, re- some say he did repent before he died, interestingly enough. Yeah, he's in the, in, in the car on the road, I was like, I, uh, better repent, and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right, some right. say he, like, went to confession right before, but again, you have so all many right. deathbed conversion stories with so many people. So this, Whoa. we got a little, little off the rails, but it is what it is. Julie, thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. You guys, thank you so much for having me. 
So yeah, much thanks, fun. Thanks, thanks for informing great. us on uh, what's going on with the government and yeah. everybody who's you a member. You guys informed me, too. I got to go yeah. look up this Operation oh, yeah, Northwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Now I feel like a historical literate. Northwoods like, oh, yeah, was the I know one all about that, it, yeah. Yeah, Northwoods was one of those ones that really shook me when I first heard about That's it. That's right. Whoa. All right, everybody. Thanks for being members and supporting our work and this website and our show. We'll see you all next time.